Hello and welcome to the Mullet Over Podcast with the Dr. Richard Mole and the other mole. The other mole. The other mole. I'm trying to think what's the best way to introduce you. I like the other mole. The oldest son and the middle son. The middle son. (laughs) The middle mole. Middle mole. Double M. I did repost recently the top 10 reasons. Why? I found it. (laughs) That that video is evergreen. That video is evergreen, man. It never gets old. Never goes out of style. Oh, it does. No, it too much. Hairstyle. The aviators. I look like such a... Okay. I'm 18 in that video. Yeah. Or 17 or 18. No. I look like a, a baby. Yeah, you do. And so when people say that I'm, I look like I I'm mean, 18. I mean, you look like you're 18 now. I know, so. but when people say I look like I'm 18 now, I'm like, that's a child. <laughs> you think I look like that? Oh, I feel kind of weird. No. I was guessing a lot younger than... But... No, I, I know. Well, I'm wearing my senior shirt. Oh, oh that's right. So I'm at yeah. least a senior yeah. in high school, minimum 17. Yep. Yeah, that's getting posted again. Oh, <laughs> man. That'll be posted in the comment section. <laughs> well, well, today we're joined by the missionary pilot, world traveling, preacher, other mole. Other author, author. Oops. Soon to be mechanic, dad. Yep. Woo! Soon, well, you are the author, but it's soon to be launched. Yes. And official. And self published author. Yeah, so I've been introducing myself, with, you know, because I'm like, I'm not yeah. big on titles, you know, I've, I've been That's why I introduced you as people giving me titles. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Every time. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. And uh, I got invited to be an apostle different places. And you can't find that on my business cards or my websites or anything like that. But I said. We can't I find said, your Yeah, I was about to say, stuff. we can't hardly find your business cards. Website. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, just because titles are often misunderstood, but there's a title that I have just come to embrace. And that's how I want to be known as Grandpa or Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. And uh, just excited. We got two on the way. Thank you guys. Yeah. You're your welcome. Part. Yes, yes. <laughs> and two amazing young grandkids. We had them on the podcast show. One did you time. hear that? Did you see that episode? I did. I was on Facebook that day and I saw it live, and I was like, "This should be entertaining." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I actually, I've been telling recording a lot of the miracle stories lately and and i kind of almost thought it would be amazing to to tell papa stories like tell them like i'm telling them to my grandkids but that would be a, a pretty cool kids show you yeah. doing a bible story and then also sharing testimonies with mm-hmm. all your grandkids around yeah, yeah. yeah. If make... only they could sit still long enough <laughs> we'll give them we'll give them goldfish and it'll be like a new version of the kid snippets have you guys seen that on youtube so the, these parents, they have their kids tell a story, uh-huh. and oh, then the and parents act it, act it oh, out. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love yeah. that. So it's like kid history. Is that what is that? What? Kid snippets. Kid I think. snippets. Okay, yeah, pretty sure it's kid snippets. That would be fun. Yeah, we let Asher tell stories, or you could tell your testimony stories to Asher, and then have him retell your testimony oh, stories. Yikes! That would be fun. Oh man! Yes. Although he would probably get it. He would he yeah. either would get it detail for detail or it would be like just completely or out saggy branches and drippy drawers would end up in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am the rich man. That is the title of your That's book. That's the title and, of the and book. And until yesterday, I am the rich man north of Richmond, which yeah. is no correlation to your book. I had this title chosen before that song came out. So. <laughs> It would have been a great time to launch. Oh, it would have. Oh. Right when that was skyrocketing. Because it would have come up on everyone's searches. Yeah. 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 I am the rich man. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking through it because I've read the book and it's amazing. And we're looking forward to hearing more about it and talking some about it. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like the, the, the Republican convention, I think it was, actually played that song at one of their conventions. And he goes... I'm talking about those guys, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, and 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 I am the rich man is kind of like that. You you're yeah. identifying with the rich man and going, he is us. We yeah. are him. Yeah. He would have been the elder chosen in most churches, and he's the, the dude the that I've always thought would be the guy to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. So. 
you know, so, right now helping 12 people write their books. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting, man. Yeah. Just, like, it's amazing. We'll be talking more about that yeah. in days ahead. And uh, I'm, get to I'm personally most excited about Coco's book idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two. She's got two. She's got two. Simultaneously. The, the, the one helping churches work with, like, special needs oh, kids. Oh, I'm so excited about that yeah. one. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it's some of them like that one's a real need. Oh yeah, that most churches yeah are not even aware. It's churches, oh no, no, they're any, aware of some. Are, yeah, bigger churches are aware of, but not equipped. No, they yeah they a lot of them are overwhelmed with working with kids. And oh yeah, I wonder if if someone launched a church just for special needs families. Oh man, you'd have that filled. I want uh, as long as it had people who were trained to. Well, like if you have a church where if it's all the parents, and it's like, hey, you all come three times a month, yeah. and one time a month you have to volunteer. They're all trained and equipped in how to handle special needs kids. Like, yeah, that would be interesting. It's, Except for there's another pastor with special needs son, and between the two of us, we have had multiple incidents where our children came in unclothed. And can you imagine? But if it's <gasps> <laughs> wow he did it let me do it okay <laughs> then people look at you and like, what kind of parent is this and i go we got it kind of right yeah. a few times yeah. before this oh my gosh <laughs> well i think that you'd have people trained in how to handle yeah. that I yeah th that yeah. could be i think it'd be great i think it'd be awesome we that, that community needs three percent of people with special needs Go to oh, church. Yeah. Three percent in the United States, three percent of families with special needs kids go to church. Yeah, because you can't bring your special needs kids to a lot of churches. No. Yeah. It's a need. Huge. Big time. Need. Yeah. The other <laughs> one she's writing to is pretty exciting because it's it's overcoming the victim spirit, but yeah. it's becoming an overcomer. It's from yeah. the vantage point yeah. of how do you become an overcomer rather than focusing yeah. on the victim mentality, yeah. victim spirit, which is huge. It's, yeah, you guys are going to have some really great books coming out of this. Yeah. For those of you who are listening and aren't sure, we're doing a master class. So we have our online school university that anyone can sign up for, but we have a master class that people, we're taking 12 students through 12. Yep, just 12. 12. Yeah. And um, and they're getting like a lot of one-on-one -on -one time mm -hmm. with Papa Mole and... Doctor. Dr. Papa Mole. Doctor. He's wearing a, a blue shirt, so the pop. I said pop, and the first thing that popped in my head was Papa Smurf. But I don't know why. But they have access to him. They're writing books together. They're marketing each yeah. other's books. They're growing this community. They're teaching how to make disciples. So it's yeah. not just writing a book. It's how do you create a following? How do you disciple those people? How do you equip people to act, think, and be like Jesus? And so, um, yeah. There's currently no availability this year. That's you have right. to wait. You have to wait a year if you're interested. Yeah, we'll be yep. creating the website. I didn't. We never created a website. We didn't have a. Well, yeah. I I created a um just an explanation of what the class is that I hand to people so that because it's one thing to hear, it's another thing to kind of look it over. Yeah. People that prayed over it, and probably only offered it to twenty some people, and we have twelve. And hmm. uh, and it's interesting because I'm one. I've wondered how many people did Jesus approach about following him that didn't end up in the book because Ooh. I, I, I never processed that yeah. before i was like you got the 12 Ooh. that said yes. i mean at least one more <laughs> yeah yeah one came up and was or having like, an apostle one of his disciples yeah 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 and it was the, the call was too high it was the, the cost was too great yep and that's it, it is interesting because what as i was pondering this there's a couple people that even told me the lord told me to but I don't have time now yeah. or I don't have the money or whatever that is. Oof. And, and, uh, and I was thinking, man, one of them, the verbiage they used, and I believe in all these people. So like, these are like, yeah. like, but I, I was like going, one of them, it was almost exactly like one of the passages of scripture. I don't remember which one where it was like, did they but, say, I just got I a gotta field of cattle. cattle. I got to go bury a field someone. of cattle, field of cattle. And I must, I got to go bury someone. Okay. And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. It was like, yeah. you know, that was part of their, picture of what was going on and i was like wow like that is weird that i just read that was just studying that mm -hmm. and uh, right now we're studying all the passages on being a disciple and i'm seeing it from a whole new lens like i've done this many times yeah because 12 of the disciples were called apostles and there i see a huge relationship between disciples and the apostles yeah the disciples would honor the apostles, would the apostles came in and would put things in order 
And even they would come in and the elders who were shepherding the disciples submitted to the apostles. And I am, I'm not here to change church structure. I'm not here to set, because so much of it is considered hierarchical. But I'm just trying to look at the word of God and I'm going, when the apostles came into town, it was like, stop the show. Mm -hmm. What do you guys see? What do we need to get in line? And, and, and elders and disciples. And then when it was like, Paul is like, I'm going to Jerusalem. And the yeah. prophet say, whoever wears his belt is going to be um, two, two different times. The disciples wept, prayed for him, begged him not to go because yeah. they cared for him. There was such an amazing relationship between disciples. I think we see that in other countries, even today. Like, I think when we've gone yeah. overseas, that that's kind of the way that you see church structure in pretty much everywhere besides maybe the United States, maybe some places in Europe. Apostolic leaders. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the way it's mm-hmm. it's built in the, the rest yeah. of the world. And I think yeah. it, it's funny. I hear a lot of people say like, you know, I want a, an Acts 2 type of church. And I think like legitimately one of the factors that you need to be an Acts 2 looking church is to be like a persecuted minority. Because <laughs> they were persecuted minorities. So they really like, there were external factors saying, we have to band together. We have to stick very close. We have to share our resources with one another. Um, and I mean, that's like, there are historians who have said Christianity is what ended up taking down Rome because like they kept caring for all the people that Rome was just like, we don't want anything to do with them. You know, we're tossing our babies out in the street because we don't want more babies and the Christians are taking them and just seeing the compassion and care that the Christians had and the community that the Christians had caused a lot of people to like change their value system in Roman society and ended up. So we, we just finished a 10 day tour road trip, um, road trip um, together. That was really cool. And one of the things that I kept thinking, man, I wish I had a camera on now mm-hmm. because some of our discussion was so rich and mm-hmm. amazing. I was like, this would be, podcast material and and uh i just i, I really value the mm. depth of study that you put into the word of god mm. and um and uh you, you've been wrenching on planes for years mm-hmm. up in you know dunallen and and down here and zephyr hills and, uh, you know we, we don't i don't get to see that <laughs> and and, uh, and just to see you know your spiritual growth and mm depth and stuff like that is has been uh, awesome so tell us about i am the rich man so this book like came out of my own time in study of the word and time in prayer um i was reading through the bible and i came across the passage of you know jesus interacting with the rich young ruler which is in it's in three of the gospels it's in matthew it's in, I don't remember which of the other two. I would guess Luke and John. Yeah, it's probably Luke and John. Um, yeah. I will Google while you keep awesome. talking. Awesome. I, like, I feel like I should be the subject matter expert on this. but um, <laughs> So I, I came across that story and it just stuck out to me. I was like, okay, who is this guy? You know, he doesn't have a name. There's not a lot of personality. It's a pretty brief interaction. But I was just like, I don't know when it describes him as a rich young ruler. I was like, I don't really know what those mean in the context that they're being described in. So like, is rich like upper middle class? Is it like he's just a business owner? Or is it like he's the owner of a Google or a Facebook? Like, is it like Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Is it like stupid rich? Or is it like, you know, wealthy or... Is it like well off? Because, you know, Jesus is mostly traveling with and spending the majority of his time with the least of these. There are definitely some stories where he's with, you know, the tax collectors and the wealthy eating in their houses. But like the majority of his time, he's with like the lowly. So it's like, is this guy like tax collector status? Because those guys would have been wealthier. So I was like, I don't know what that means or what his life would have looked like because of that wealth. Um, Young... Like, is that like he's a teenager? Is it like he's 20? Like, what? It, what is young it's, it in is that so context? Relative. It is very relative, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm still young. 
Mm, yeah. Maybe 60. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he at least imagines himself as still young. <laughs> There's power in the tongue. Can you be grandpapa and young? <laughs> yes. I actually, I, 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 when, when, when it talks about the 72, I thank you, Lord, that you hid these things from the wise and learned and you revealed them even to little children. I've got, I had a great aunt who was yeah. 92. And when she came out of her Sunday school class one day, she goes, I hope when I get old, I'm not like those yeah, ladies. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I think their youth is not completely um, age related. I yeah. believe that there is a component of it where there are people that, mm-hmm. oh, wait, my grandmother used to jump rope with us when we were little. Yeah. And uh, I could jump rope, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can I jump could rope. be that grandpa. Mm-hmm. I know? can barely jump rope. So. <laughs> I, 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 I even beat someone in a push up contest recently um, that was much younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So continue. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, I'm like, I don't know what these factors describe. And when it says ruler, I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Like, is this guy like Roman? A Roman? Yeah. Like, what? What? What do any of these mean? What does this guy's life look like? So, uh, I started doing. You know, I mean, at first, it's like very light research of like, what do commentaries say about this guy? Um, and it, it ended up being just a very fun research you experience for me. Yeah. Actually, I type more like this. I'm a yeah. hunt and pecker. <laughs> I've been impressed by some people that do that. And I'm like, that, that do it fast. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I started to do just research. What does this guy's life look like? Um, and that kind of led me to the point of seeing him as what I thought was like an ideal in my own mind of someone who is, I mean, he was, he was very wealthy. Um, I was reading a a paper out of um, Hebrew university describing like, okay, when it says you are rich, like that language refers to like one percenters, like very wealthy people who owned like large amounts of land. Um, So I'm like, okay, this guy would have been, you know, if I could put it into a local Florida, like middle Florida context, this guy's from like the Publix family, you know, people that started Publix, he would have been like a part of that family. Okay. So like, he's got lots of money. He's He's got got lots of resources. Yeah. He's got Publix money. Um, so I was like, okay, this guy is, he, he is what a lot of people want to be as far as like resources and financial affluence are concerned um when it says young that was probably the hardest one nobody has uh like a good guess a a legitimate consensus other than like for where he was at in life it was before he should have been there so kind of like uh if you meet a 60 year old who's a millionaire who's started a business and built it over time it's like well done sir but you're not like whoa that guy's a millionaire but if you see like a billionaire an 18 year old kid who's just made like if you see mr beast oh yeah like that's like you have that much money and you're how old like it's it it the contrast stands out so the if you don't know who mr beast is yeah go on youtube search mr beast yeah yeah so he has a philanthropy channel Continue. <laughs> it basically is a philanthropy channel. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when it, like ruler was very interesting because the only other time that descriptor is used for people is when they basically like run a synagogue. Um, so it's like okay, so this guy is religiously very involved. He is financially affluent. And he has gotten there really early in life. And I'm like, isn't that the idea? <laughs> like, Sounds good to me. Like, isn't that the thing that we're all like, is like the Western Christian evangelical idea of. That means you're blessed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. means the Lord's hand is on you and you can do no wrong. And it's like, yeah, your word is gospel at that point. Um, so just seeing that, I was like. And he went away sad because he couldn't have the kingdom. 
I was like, okay, so whatever are things that I'm really valuing that this guy was also valuing are either antithetical to or just like incongruous with the gospel um, and the kingdom. So that kind of led me down a what would it look like to start getting it more right? And specifically, um, like what are characteristics in the Christian life that I feel like have been forgotten in the context in which I'm living in the South, the U.S., in the evangelical church of today. And and so I, I hit several of those topics going through the book. Tell me about some of those topics. So those topics, and I'm going to reference it now so that, you know, like the last time I was on and I gave the complete wrong um, reference, scriptural reference. I think that was the last time I was on. I gave... What happened? Uh, so I was like, I was talking about Deuteronomy and... And how it has like some very incredible teachings on how we should run society financially. And I threw out Deuteronomy 25 as like the ideal for how society should be structured. And that happens to be the passage that's all about if your brother does not bear a child with his wife and your brother dies, then you must bear a child with his wife. <laughs> yeah. Which, it, oddly enough, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. I got a text and he's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> so, and it was supposed to be Deuteronomy 15. It was supposed to be 15 so close. and I went 25. So close. It was close. Yeah. Dangerous. So, yeah. I, I had, I thankfully have caught a couple in this book. I, I, I reference a lot of verses. And I'm sure I'm st- I've still got oh, some no. wrong oh, no. <laughs> when it's just the reference and not the actual hey, verse hey, with it. Word of advice but... from someone who's signed a bunch of books. Uh-huh. I have a verse that I know what it is, <laughs> and I don't deviate from that because yeah. I can count on getting it you don't, right every time. You don't. John three sixteen. <laughs> yeah. I like Colossians two nine and ten. It's just what I picked. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't go with the Tim Hawkins. Um, oh my gosh, that's it was that some, story that put some. the fear of it in me there because I'm like. A, I think I know this reference, uh-huh. but man, like, it could have been worse. Well, I, 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 because there's those times you get just a brain yeah. freeze, and I'm like, and and Ehud stabbed Eglon, mm-hmm. and the fat swelled and engulfed the knife around. Yeah, that's not as bad as Tim Hawkins. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know. That one's pretty morbid. Um, okay, so the topics that I hit, we're gonna, get, I'm gonna try to bring us back, um, are humility as like a Christian character that we should embody honesty and that not just being like tell the truth but like i feel like in my own life i've i'm still trying to develop what does it look like to be honest with myself and with the lord so like i mean in the the context of the rich young ruler he's like uh what must i do to inherit eternal life like he's coming and asking a legitimate question and jesus is like oh you have to give up everything and follow me and in that moment, he had to be very honest with mm. that is not that trade is not worth it to me. Mm. Um, what I have, what my life looks like, is if I'm honest, more valuable to me than what following Jesus looks like. Mm. Um, so that kind of honesty, and I feel like <clears throat> it can be very tempting to not be honest with ourselves uh, when it's like, oh, am I struggling with questions about? my faith you know am i in a a dark place of struggle i'm not gonna show it i'm gonna try to suppress those as much as possible like we need to be honest with ourselves so that the lord can continue to disciple us and build us up um uh poverty uh and i i chose poverty like the the chapter title is the call to poverty um and i'm being only a little bit like antagonistic antagonistic with it and inflammatory because I think there's such a stigma with like in the evangelical church with being poor that you're not blessed by the Lord Mm -hmm. and the Bible is so full I mean Jesus when he announces that he is like starting ministry when he's like all right I'm here I'm the son of God he's like I am coming for the poor for the downtrodden for the captain and like his whole thing is like, I'm not coming for the, like, 
the well people off. that are great and yeah. well off. Yeah, I'm coming for the least of these. And his kingdom is really has been built for the least of these. And like statistically, <clears throat> like if you just take globally if a Christian, you just pull a random Christian out of a hat. They are probably a poor female <clears throat> in like a third world country. Like that is the largest demographic within the Christian faith. And so it's like, it is a kingdom that is for the least of these. Um, and I think we have such a fear of poverty that it often keeps us from being generous and mm. like taking real kingdom risks in life. Mm. So I wanted to hit that topic. Um, justice, because it, the whole topic of justice is very polarized right now. And there's been lots of really good Christian writing on the topic of justice. And I'm just trying to pull as much of that together as possible to present like a thought through new perspective. That's kind of outside of the current bickering between political ideologies. And, and then the, the last like call to is patience. Because I think we are supposed to be patient as believers. How have Christian leaders responded to some of those teachings? What do you mean? Like me teaching those? Or, or reading your book <clears throat> and their thoughts on it? Uh, it's kind of frustrating. I haven't gotten almost any like actual detailed responses of people's thoughts. Of the book so far. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge. I'm gonna. Yeah. This is my thought. I've yeah. had these conversations with a lot of pastors, uh -huh. and they don't try to scripturally debate me. Yeah. I, they know the Bible. Yeah. They know the call, but when they look at their congregation and their people, yes, I see a like you're not wrong, Andrew. Yeah. But I'm not ready to. Well, I feel for a lot of those pastors because uh -oh. like. Yeah, Strongly practically, agree. if they start teaching those, the church goes away. Because <laughs> the affluent people often leave, and the organization can no longer run. The, okay, yes. Th that's where, like, the, the... I see the term pastor being more used as an organizational leader. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's CEO. That's pretty much what mm -hmm. the term, you know, pastor is pretty much used. Like... And so not I, biblically, but not in biblically our, in, in our culture, in our culture, practically. And so when we say the pastor, I see what's used that one word for three different things. Yes. There's the person pastor, the calling pastor and the yeah. organizational leader pastor. I think they're vastly different things. Mm, yeah. And so when I talk to the person pastor, they're like, yeah, it's so weird, though, because like you and I, like we get what we just said. There's so many people going, what did they just say? You know, because <laughs> it is like that. We've only seen it through the lens of our experience. Yeah. And we've never stopped oh, yeah. to think and a question. Like, it's not even just that. The, the amount of biblical illiteracy I is, yeah. I mean, most people, I would guess if you ask the majority of people to name all 66 books. How about all 12 apostles? Name all 12 apostles. Yeah. How many, or, I guess my bet is like, 85 to 90 percent are always going to forget bartholomew and um thaddeus like they are not getting remembered <laughs> well i i mean it's not and that's not like a, a shot on anything but like yeah. i think the american we've kind of talked about this you know uh, enough but like i think american christianity is is spoon-fed and dumbed down and simplified yeah, and the call, like you talking about the acts too, right? They'd have to be persecuted for them. It was like, this is everything. This is survival. Yeah. This is who I am. You know, set like burn. Yeah. The also, like in our modern context, we have like a bifurcation of this is my spiritual life and this is my like life life. You yeah, know, yeah. those ideas are not very integrated in that like. First century Jewish context, we there's no bifurcation. I can't tell you how life. often people are trying to trade. They're like, okay, God, I'll give you a little bit more of my yeah. personal life because I'm stressed and anxious and I want a little bit more spirit. Like, And there's like yeah. a constant tug of war that never well, seems to win. And the Christian life is mostly their church life, too. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't... 
you know, floss out into the rest of the world. I mean, yeah. Pray for your meals. That's what Christians do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it crosses in those little... Yeah, there, there is some crossover, but it's not. Yeah, it, it is seen as like, my involvement in my spiritual life is at this location with this group of people at this time. So that's, that's why I'm interested because, I mean, a call to poverty, I don't think you can, I mean, like, I've gotten arguments where people will quote two verses yeah. to say that this is why Christians should be wealthy. There's a verse that says Jesus had a seamless robe. Yep. yep. And they really like that one. They love that one. They and there's the one. verse where he had a money bag. Yeah. Yeah. They like those. And because of those two things, yep. Jesus didn't have, it wasn't a, you know, boxes of dens. Yeah. And, he could have uh, fed the 5,000 steak and lobster, but he yeah. chose. Well, and it, like Jesus, like at the same time, Jesus wasn't destitute. You know, like he wasn't a beggar, but he like he had wealthy supporters. Oh yeah. But he was living off support. He what he wasn't like established building his own wealth and right. It, like it yeah. wasn't his it wasn't his father's agenda for him. He was always doing the father's business, and it mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. about yeah. And it's not just like like those donations had to support minimum of twelve people. <laughs> You know, not to mention, like, how many disciples did Jesus have following him around? Like, more than 12. Because he chose 12 from the disciples. So, like, there's a party moving with him that is also having to be provided for in a lot of ways. So, Food is not cheap. It's not cheap. Okay. I I think a a call to humility, right? Yeah. Like, when I speak with, you know, Christian leaders, people, there's so much about promoting yourself. Yes. Right, yeah. like that, and that's not. Well, okay. doesn't mean you're not humble either. Yeah. necessarily. I have a, I have an interesting question for you. How would you define humility, like biblical humility? Biblical humility. Yeah, I would say it's not doing what you think is best, doing what God thinks is best. Okay, it, it so it's submission, submission okay. to as as yep. like the biggest overarching. Yep. If I had to, okay, yeah, sweet, okay, yeah. That's a hard word. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, so the the way I'm trying to define it in the book is like, I think oftentimes humility is thought about as having a low view of self. Oh, yeah, no. But yeah. like, I think humility is truly like having an accurate view of your position or like your role or function within a thing. I think it, it contrasts walking in dominion and understanding who you are, having yeah. authority, which is how Jesus spoke. Yeah. And 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 they recognized that yeah is not the antithesis of humility no because he was like I know who I am yeah walking in divine authority having God's word and standing firm on those mm-hmm. things is not the antithesis yeah. of humility yes but but you also so like he also Jesus knew his position yeah so in that like he did not take any of his divinity. In that he was completely submitted to the will of the Father. Yeah. He learned submission through what he suffered. I think that's the verse. Yeah. Um, but you also have like the Pharisees coming and being like, should we pay taxes? Jesus is like, I know my position within just this structure of government, which yeah. I am situated. Yes, give to Caesar what's Caesar's. Mm-hmm. Like he understood in every aspect, like this is where I fit. And some of the examples I use, one is Moses when Moses was first called at the burning bush. And he's like, oh, but I'm not great at speaking. Like, I'm not very, I'm not a good speecher. Even though, like, he was trained by the Egyptians who were, like, the cultural power of the time. So, like, he had the best education. I... I'm sure rhetoric was a part of his education. I think so it like, had a speech impediment or something. That's what most I, people yeah, say. There, there has been that theory put out too, but it's like he is giving as many excuses. Oh, yeah. When contrast oh, that I'm to... Like, You're an American. Yeah, oh. yeah, contrast that to Mary who gets the call to like birth Jesus. Like that would have been an incredibly stressful yes. Because like <laughs> the amount of like stigma and shame oh she would have gotten for getting pregnant outside of what that story i still don't have a grasp on that story is like to write a, a book on that story keep on it's like like i i can't think of a modern equivalent that i could face agree which would have been as 
like impactful to my identity and standing within a group. Like she would could have lost her husband very easily. Her <laughs> life. Yeah, she could have lost her life. And it's like, and she said, I am your servant, Lord. Do unto me as you. And it's like, okay, that is her understanding her yeah. position and placement yeah. mm-hmm. and like accepting and walking yeah. in. I, I have been enamored with the story of David lately mm-hmm. again. Um, you know, it's just one. It's so classic. Yeah. His family, his brothers thought he was an arrogant little kid. Mm-hmm. Going, somebody needs to do something about this Philistine here. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because he had experience. Yeah. And he, and he declared that, but he declared he, I come in the authority of the king of kings. So he's mocked and maligned by the enemy. Yeah. But he ran to Goliath mm-hmm. with a sling and a stone. Yeah. You know, he did not, there was no cowering. There was, yeah. it, it's not, arrogance i don't think it was it was a recognition Mm -hmm. of his god yeah being in submission to him and that's you got results to to back it up so it has so many different flavors yeah appearances Mm -hmm. yeah i would be interested i want to what i want a book on the mary story no 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 i want i'm interested to hear I'm sure you haven't gotten a lot of people come back with like, but what about this and what about that yet? Yeah, I'm interested to hear how well, people. Yeah. I, it's interesting because I like I love the chapter on poverty and I uh-huh. was going uh, and and because a lot of times you're bringing up one vantage point. And I yes. was like, there is a solid oh, yeah. biblical vantage point for financial blessing. Oh yeah, um, it's promised in yeah. Deuteronomy. I mean, it's many places. Yeah, and it, I'm like that. We get way more of that fed to us. Yes. And like my my book is this thick. It's so thin that Kindle, I I had issues getting the cover approved by Kindle um, because it had a spine text, Uh but the spine text has to be so large, but it's too large to fit on the spine of this book. So I don't have spine text. Like it's not a big book. I'm not trying to make this like an expansive, this is how you should think of all the things. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, hey, there's another vantage point to a lot of these things. And I want to give people like a taste uh-huh. a little morsel that hopefully gets them just thinking in a different way about I, a lot of I these topics. I see the way that I which I haven't read your book. I apologize. I will read your book. I, I promise you okay. read your I book. Am. And it's very good. It's very very good in my face. Totally worth getting. In fact, I want to take a pause and do like a little commercial. Can I ha- have it for a second? In the middle just, of saying something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am interrupting. Take a pause right while I'm going. But uh but he is launching this on November 19th. Yes. And I uh, want to Sunday. ask everybody to, uh, how much are you going to be selling it for on um, Kindle? Uh, yeah, the Kindle version's ten nine $9.99, and the physical copy is $14.99, I think. And yeah. on the day you launch, it's going to be that price. Uh, Yes. Okay. I haven't figured out how to do any discount programs yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, just FYI, either way. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Um, but I, I do know a lot of times you drop the price on that day because okay. you get everybody to yeah. to buy on that day. Um, but I, I will encourage people, November 19th, it hits the um, Amazon and yep. get a copy. I will buy a copy that day because I want to write a review for you. Uh-huh. That's an important thing for people. Yeah, reviews are a big deal on the internet at this point. You write a book, yeah. write a review. If you've read Jesus Training Manual, I would love to get reviews from people. I was reading some uh, the yeah. other day because we're launching this class and and I, uh, some of them almost made me cry. And it was interesting because it was I, at some time I must have paid a service. Yeah. Because there was a there were and and these people really read the book and they were they were genuinely going this yeah. book like this is how it impacted me and stuff like that and it was it was really meaningful to me and I saw a handful of names of people I know yeah. and I know everybody that I know yeah. has has gotten a copy of my book but I want to encourage all of my friends get a copy of this uh, it is my son uh, it is a well written book and it will challenge you spiritually commercials over back to the show. And it's Man, not a huge it commitment. Away. It's under a hundred pages. How, how, how many hours 000? to read? Depending on who you are. If it's me, uh, it takes me like probably like five hours. Okay. And Anna, hours. it takes how long? Like 30 minutes. Oh. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think she reads all the words. I think how fast she reads. I, oh my gosh. Like she started a novel one weekend and it was like, 
end of day one, she's halfway through the book. I'm like, how the heck are you doing this? I don't think AI could process this book that fast. Like, <laughs> are you? Your mom and I both read novels. <sighs> novels are a little different. Yeah, I I sub vocalize when I read, which means like there's a narrator in my head reading every word. So like I cannot go that fast. <laughs> it's not just like sight picture, like yeah. like picture of word indirectly inputs meaning. Like there's a little Philip narrating whatever I'm reading in my head all the time. So you always <laughs> are an audiobook form. <laughs> uh, yes, pretty much. Yeah. Always your voice. I don't see how someone can disagree with anything you write in here and not sound like the rich young ruler. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I guess I'm boxing people into a corner. <laughs> I, I see, and it's, but it, it's not an aggressive. Yeah. I have read a little bit. It's not an aggressive, it's yeah. not an aggressive well, thing. Well, I'm like, trying to take the stance in the book of like, this is me too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you're, it's almost like inquisitive. Yeah. The way yes. it's kind of written. Yes. I don't see how th- th- things that people are fight against, try yeah. to find scripture when this is like a, when you're getting the whole picture yeah. How do you not come across as the pride and not being honest with yourself and not seeking what's best for you and taking the easy way out? I see it as a really good resource. I really like it. Yeah. It's a really (laughs) awesome. That's why I'm interested to see how people people react to it. it, Or do they just say good book and probably a lot of good books? Yeah. when When I was about to finish, I was like, this is not a very marketable book. <laughs> this shouldn't hit Francis best. Chan, Francis Chan has sold a lot of books that are yeah. that's true. are not marketable because they see his life. Yes, they see the, the realness and they go, "Hey, yeah. I want the real thing." Yeah. And this is, a, you know, it's comprehensive of I think one of the more misunderstood, misquoted stories yeah. that pertains to yeah most of Americans. Yeah, and I I have a. I have two more book ideas that are in in my mind at this point, one of which I've started to work on, but there's another that I haven't started to work on, which is just like biblical study of like wealth, finance, poverty that I want to do at some point in the future if one of dad's um, people in his master class don't do it first. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a statistic that I bet it's already been done. But the the median income in America, I wonder what percentile of the globe the median income oh, in America it's, it's oh, one percent. It's one percent. Is it one percent? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of you gotta think about population. Think about India. India's a billion people, right? Oh, it's China. Like, oh yeah. India's a billion people and the yeah. average median income there is like I'll Google it to be sure, and but it's the, me- the median it's less than we make like it's probably gonna be less than a decent number of our listeners. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah. The median, in, like, let me, uh, let me find, let me find the statistic. Real quick. Let me find the statistic. Not as high as that's in chapter three. I skipped chapter Most three. Most of us think of ourselves as the, the median income in India, which is 1 billion people, is $330 a month. Yeah. Okay. So let me see. The, all right. In the United States, the poverty line, and this is as of 2002. So, I I couldn't find super up to date yeah, statistics, yeah. and I know I know these numbers are going to be dated at some point, anyways. Um, but as as of like 2002, uh, United States poverty line for an individual in the U.S. is thirteen thousand five hundred ninety dollars a year. Uh, the me, uh, the poverty line for a family of eight is uh, forty six thousand six hundred thirty dollars a year. Um, the let's see global poverty line is $784 a year. A year. A year. I have known, year. I have known people. Yeah. You guys have been oh, with yeah. me all over yeah. the world. And and the pastors make $350 a year. Okay, read yeah. it again. Read it again. Okay. Read it again. Look, look, I can also say it like this. Um, if you're at the poverty line in the United States, you make 17.7 times more than somebody at the global poverty line. 100%. So... And it's uh, less than 1% of people in the United States live bef- below the international poverty line. So, like, in the United States, less than 1% yeah. of people here are at the global poverty line. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah, it's 
we we are an incredibly affluent society. Yeah, we have we don't even understand. We can't grasp yeah, the idea of of like real poverty. It's like for us it's like well we can't afford yeah, our and, and mortgage like, on our 4-2 and our two car yeah, payments. I can't hardly understand. Yeah. I've only seen it no, when we were can't. in Kibera in Kenya like that is the I think it's the largest or top 5 largest slums in Africa. And it's like like I've seen it. I've walked through it. Yeah. I don't understand day what day. life yeah. is actually like in that yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I and have a question. In the Amazon, do they even use money? How do they, yeah, people use when money. You're, no, when you were back, yeah. back, yeah. back. They, they had... still use money. I mean, they'll occasionally go into town to do trading because, like, they, they want motors for their boats. They want a generator for their village. Okay. So they will make, you know, hammocks or mesh bags or okay. something that can be sold in another market. They'll bring it in. They'll their median it. income is... <laughs> oh, they, I mean, they live off the land. Yeah. They fish. They farm. They're... Their economic structure is not is different necessarily money. So how did that impact either of you guys traveling overseas, seeing yep. it firsthand? Um, I remember Philip, yeah, with bleach blonde fro. Oh yes, in Kenya. I mean, I will say in, uh, that yeah. I, in uh, Ghana, Ghana, yeah, in areas where they hardly ever saw white people. Yeah, you were like a neon light. Oh, in still, dark. There's still people telling stories about you over in the campfire. Yeah. There was a ghost. There was a ghost in our village. She had white hair. Like, oh yeah, scared you. Oh, it freaked me out. Yeah, freaked me out the first time. What did Ace Ventura? What was he called? That's where I'm taking the. That's where I'm taking the twelve back. (laughs) It's so bad. I remember this, and I wish my mind was more filled with like Bible stuff. But it was a sequensu ocha. Oh. Every time I quote something that's sports related, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my life. <laughs> I think the 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 weirdest I ever felt was when you brought home this huge bucket of Legos, and I was like, you know, pulling out the torso of a Lego. I was like, oh, this is Luke yeah, Skywalker I, from uh, I Episode that. Three or I Four, or whatever. That. I was I'm like, like, oh, this is Nightwing from the DC Dark. Okay, I'm like, that- I've never even seen the DC Dark series. I don't even what. I know what this is. I did not understand how you knew all that stuff. That I was, that that. was crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that was that was weird. I remember him looking at you like, "What on earth? Who are you?" I'm like, "This is Ninjago. I don't remember which name it is." You're like, "What, what is Ninjago?" I was like, "I don't even know." I felt like um from the TV show Chuck. Uh, when he gets like oh, download thing, goodness. and he just knows all the things. Yeah, I felt like that in that moment. Zachary <laughs> Levi from Chuck. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, poverty. I I know growing up, I didn't really, I never thought we were poor. Like yeah, uh, I, I high school, I thought we were poor. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because I had friends that had more money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think by the time. I don't know because doing mission trips, doing different stuff. Yeah. Like by the t- yeah. like, I, like by the time I think I would have identified that we were poor, I had seen true poverty, yeah. and so I was just kind of like, yeah. And I love research, and I love numbers, and so like I looked up at you like you love your statistics. I love my statistics, and uh, I remember I don't remember how old it was. It was the first time that I saw like what the U.S. government found you could live off of. Yeah, and it was like. It used to be like a family of four could live off like, I mean, like yeah. almost no money. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, like even now it's like, they say a family of four, I'll have to find it out. It's like twelve or $1,300 they say a family of four can live in the United States. Yeah. I'm like, Me? that's not a mortgage payment. That's barely a car payment for a lot of people oh, yeah. based on what you're focused on. Yeah. When, when you guys were young and I stepped out away from uh-huh. American Christianity <laughs> and just tr- complete trusting in God for three of those years... We lived on, it was just around $20,000, I think a little bit over one yeah. year and a couple, uh, like 22. Yeah. This would have been like 2007? And we, 10? people gave us vacations. Been... No, we oh, yeah. went to the Wait, beach we every one of those years. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We were given, I think, a five. I had a trampoline. Yeah. And multiple pairs of shoes. <laughs> like the number of people without pairs of shoes is incredible. I'll, I'll say this. I, I there. I, now that I think about it, there were a couple of times that I was like, I don't like having to wear duct taped cleats to soccer games. I wish I could get a pair of cleats that I do remember a couple of times thinking that. 
I do remember well, plates of the shin guards. It was the cleats. My cleats had broken. Uh, that had to be temporary. Well, what's interesting, it actually happened almost every year. My cleats would break by the end of the year because we, we, you know, we bought Walmart cleats. Yeah. <laughs> and so by the end of the year, the cleat would come off the shoe and I kept duct tape in my bag for every game because I knew at I some point. I do remember one of the most expensive presents, Christmas and birthday, was Andrew's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, often there was a, the, there was, the like custom design oh, teal one. Senior year in high school, uh, it was yeah. not once. It was numerous times because because shoes as an athlete, and I but I knew oh, yeah. that. So I was like, I, I was yeah. I was on your side there because I, yeah. I had played and I played tennis, and man, I could burn through a pair of sh- on a playing tennis yeah. on a hard court. I could burn through a pair of shoes in about four weeks, yeah. and and it, the shoes yeah. would look brand new, but yeah. The toes sticking out. sticking out the bottom. Well, anyways, that stuck with me because I still wear my clothes until my wife throws them away because there's too many holes in them, and she's yeah. like, "No, you can't wear that." It anymore. was yep. it was easy to my clothes for you though, because it was like a buccaneer. So long as there's a buccaneer, two outfits traded back and forth. I don't get it. A few, yeah, like Michael Vick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody else too. I, I had to wear a Bucks jersey. Yep, always a Bucks jersey. I had another person oh, recognize me. Wasn't, but... I mean, we couldn't even afford a haircut for young Andrew. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I mean we could, but your hair looked just look, like, look like it. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. You your kids have the cutest hair. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we just I just let them cut each other's hair. I heard you about heard about that, that right? Mm-mm. I I put them down for a nap. Oh, like an yes. hour cutting Levi's. I was like, I hear them. It's been a while. So I go in there and Levi's sitting on Asher's bed and Asher has a handful of Levi's <laughs> hair. And then immediately Levi runs and jumps into his bed and Asher's like, I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I like put on like an I'm mad face and I get out of the thing and I'm just laughing because it was just That's too cute. cute. But it's, we haven't even got his haircut since then because it's so curly. Okay, it's, we can't, can't tell. even tell. We can't tell. But it, was a lo- it was a lot of hair. Oh my God. I was like, Sasha's going to be very unhappy. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. No, I'm very much a minimalist still. Like, it oh, pains yeah. me to pay for anything full price. I'm like, the garage sales will provide if we just are yeah. patient. We could do this all day. The two oh, yes. Talk. Yes, you could. I could just sit and listen to you guys talk on a lot of different subjects. We could talk fantasy football or we could talk. Oh, I'm you so won. happy. I'm so happy. Sorry. My My goal for this year. It's been accomplished. All I have to do is lose okay. the next okay. game. We're going to talk about honesty. It was in your book. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, was your goal to lose every game until no. you got to Randy? Okay. No. okay. It was about week three <laughs> where I decided that was my goal. Because <laughs> I was like, you know. What? And Randy was number one. What happened? Randy like, what? What's, what's your fascination with Uncle Randy? Okay. So, here's the deal. Last year, I was going, like, I, I wasn't doing well. I'm like, I'm going for the toilet bowl. All I have to do is lose More than to Randy. freaking Randy, who's the lowest ranking team. And I'm like, I didn't like, I didn't really check my teams. Like, I was like, this is going to be easy. And my players did incredible. And I blew them out of the water, even though I didn't have like two players. So Randy beat me and ruined my plans. Oh my goodness. So now this year I was doing terrible. I had won a single game for three weeks. And my team was falling apart. People were getting injured. And I was like, if I can lose to everyone but Randy, who's number one, that'll just be a great story. When It'll just be a great story. Randy begin? Didn't, isn't that when you named your team in the beginning? At the very beginning, yes. Yeah, okay. Weeks till Randy. Well, yeah, because I just, I wanted, to, I wanted to big up something against Randy. Yeah. And it was about week three that I was like, I'm going to lose every game except for the one to Randy. Well, you, you, so far you've done it. You were 0-7 and, and then you just beat Randy. So. And uh, it was it was so satisfying when Randy changed his team name to I Lost to Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another subject. Um, okay. Is uh, kids. You guys got kids on the way. Yep. You'll have number three, a first granddaughter. Yeah. And uh, you got a child on the way. What's that child? been like for you? And then I'd love to hear your version of that too. Oh, man. I do not have the standard we have a kid on the way story. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, this has been a year process, at least. Um, Are you excited? I am excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got so many dreams for this kid. I'm going to show them the world. I'm going to teach them all the things. Like, 
Like, I have all these plans that I know I'm going to maybe follow through with 5% of. What, what's your like top three things you got planned for your kid? Okay, top three things planned for the kid. Um, there will come a time where I will... I, I'm planning to have like a workshop developed for myself where I can just build fun things at home. Yeah. <clears throat> there will come a time where I'm going to stop buying toys for the kid and just give them access to the shop after I have trained them on the 3D printers and the laser etchers and the computer systems and how to do Arduino boards. And I'm going to be like, Microber too. I'm going to be like, you can have any toy you want, but it must come from your mind. <laughs> so they can build their own custom PS5. Yeah. You can build your own, like, I don't know, laser guns for like laser tag. That's very easy to do. You could build your own video game. You could do, like I want them to just have a mind that's full of creativity. My dream and right. have access to tools to make those things. My reality. dream, my daily dream right now is that my kids don't kill each other, stop cutting each other's hair, and eat at least one vegetable. That's like <laughs> yeah. pretty much. I'm thrilled if that's yeah. what happens. In a that's day. why I'm like maybe five percent. <laughs> Your computer's about to die. Oh no! I'm plugging it in. So yeah, that's one of my plans. Um, I, now that I'm getting into writing, I'm going to eventually come up with some story that I'm just going to like write their kids stories for them. Um, but yeah, I am also excited to raise them. You'll turn them into little books. Yeah, probably. Oh my gosh. Like, it's so wild. Like we had Baco. Yeah. When you guys were kids. Yep. And, and Spidey. Yep. And. Spidey ended up yep. becoming a... Bring it up all and, my childhood. And now with <laughs> with AI tools, I can make the animations for whatever I can imagine. But yeah, like... I have... So with the next book that I'm working on, I have started using it so that I can also be developing, like, my own imagination of the, like, physical situations my character will be in. So it's like I'm developing a tool that I can use to help me write the story and be more descriptive of what's around them. When you uploaded your book to Amazon, did you have to tell it that it was not AI generated? I did. I thought that, that was crazy? very interesting. Isn't that crazy yeah. that that's the world we live in now? Yep. So can and you... I'm not sure if I lied or not because I did have AI go through and edit grammar. And I don't know if that counts as AI generated content. But... So you guys, it was... Not always an easy journey. Is there no. anything that you would speak to couples that are trying to get? Pregnant? Okay, yeah. So one, the first thing I would say to couples that are struggling with infertility, which is mine and my wife's story and journey, is like, you are not alone in that. Statistically, infertility among men and women is going way up. Oh, yeah. And, and among men especially. And that has a lot to do with, like, the plastics in our foods and stuff that's in our physical environment that is negatively affecting mm-hmm. our bodies. Um, so I, I would say, one, like, it, it is, like, you don't, like, don't be afraid or feel like you're the only one or feel shame. And that's very hard not to do. Yeah. Um, because, like, even in my processing all this, like, there is something very seemingly core to like, I am passing on my genetics. Mm-hmm. That is not the case for me at this point. And that is like, it's a weird thing in sort of our like modern context and imaginations where like, oh, we shouldn't care about, but like, that's a real thing. Yeah. Say like, knowing I'm not going to see ask like physical features of me in that kid like that's a real loss to process through and it's a weird thing to process through because like you like you i feel like you you're imagining is either like i will have a kid and you know see parts of myself in them or i will not have a kid not like i'm gonna be in this new situation that's Mm -hmm. also different than adoption like a normal yeah adopting a kid who is you know a newborn or two years old or three years old uh-huh. where it's like i know this is another human being that needs a home and needs a family yeah. <clears throat> we did an embryo adoption so it's like there's an embryo that is genetically a part of two other people that are not my wife and i 
that my wife will carry and birth and have that connection. And there's like, <clears throat> that kid could very well have physical features that look like Anna because of the way the embryo reacts with the mother's body where like her body is giving certain inputs to that kid yeah. to make certain features happen still. But like to know, like it's even weird to say like none of me will be in that kid, at least in a yeah. like genetic form. Like that's a weird thing to have to process through. Mm. And who do you go to, to process that with, Yeah, you know, like luckily Anna and I, our marriage counselors, went through an infertility journey and they did IVF. And so like I could process some of this with them. Yeah. Um, but it's still just like, it's a weird thing to go through. Yeah. I would imagine it damages a lot of marriages and, and uh, yeah. I've seen you guys walk through that really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it like, yeah, it, it's a very non-standard yeah. <laughs> journey, yeah. but it is, it, it there, there are some things that have been really cool. Like, um, some of the resources we had to read um, that our clinic gave us are talking about, hey, you need to start thinking about this teenager right now. The teenager who's going to be processing what is my origin story? And not only what is it, who knows about it? Who's been told? You know, like I want wow. them to know the information of their origin story as early as possible so it's comfortable to them. But I also need to guard that story so that they can choose later how they want it to be shared because they're a person, you know. Right now I can't hard I can't totally imagine them as a fully formed person because they're not there yet. They have a long journey ahead of them before they're aware enough to start making those decisions of who's going to know this story? How do I want them to know this story? So it's like, it's weird because it's like, it's my wife and I's journey, but it's also this kid's journey that we need to guard certain information for their sake later on. Yeah. So it, it's made me think about a lot more than I That's crazy. would have thought of at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in those ways, it's, also a little heavier because you're just like how do i do this well now for them later and consider this other person who is not yet um yeah it's it's different well Tell us one more time about your book and launch date and yes. how people can. So November 19th, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that. Yes. November 19th, um, I Am the Rich Man, which is the title of the book. Uh, subtitle is The Rich Young Ruler's Prophetic Call to a Modern Age. Yeah. Um, this book will be coming out available on Amazon, available on Kindle. Um, you can find the book currently because um, it's not showing up on Amazon yet. If you go to IamTheRichMan.com, That'll take you to the site on our page that gives you more information. It's got um, a few endorsements on it. Um, so you can just have a little bit of sneak peek into a little more of what the book's about. And um, come November 19th, there are going to be um, links there that you can click and it'll take you to everybody go on Amazon. Go to Moles on Mission and subscribe yep. to their, their podcast, yep. their newsletter, their uh, anything else they can subscribe to. Um. Yeah, we got the newsletter. The, so the I Am The Rich Man brings you to that website. It brings you to the right. books page. Um, so if you just go there, you can find all the information about the ministry Anna and I are doing with Wycliffe and JARS um, involving Bible translation. And you can sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for the monthly podcast where we update people on our journey so far. Um, yeah, you can hear my wife's um, music, music yeah. that she's developed and been part of producing so is our song on there yeah you guys song is on there also my comedy routine is it oh, is yeah. oh, <laughs> it's linked there comedy. under um if you go to sermons and such um on the website it's only available for those who donate monthly to their, okay. to their <laughs> so, it so. is very and if you want to come to the launch event it's going to be at overflow church in are you preaching uh Chuck is Pastor Chuck is going to interview the two of us. We're going to talk a lot about missions, um, what we're doing with Wycliffe, and then um, also a promo of the book. And I will have physical copies there if you want to buy some. Oh, 
Very nice. Yep. Very good. Proud of you guys, both of you. I really enjoyed our road trip. Yeah, me too. So, you want to close us? I was about to ask the 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 poor old servant if you'd poor old servant the poor old servant there we go if he closes us in prayer i can close us in prayer lord thank you so much for today Mm, thank you for your faithfulness for your patience with us um for your constant calling us back to you and calling us to a kingdom that's just so beautiful um and lord i pray that your work of redemption would continue and grow ever more um in this world that we live in and that we would get to participate in that work of redemption more and more every day. Amen. Amen. As, as always like comment and share the podcast, go check out our online school. If you want to become as amazing as Philip, who was discipled by Richard. And so, yeah, we appreciate you for listening.